0: This episode does touch on difficult subjects, including eating disorders. If you or someone you know is struggling with mental health, you can contact Samaritans 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Call 116 123 or email joe at samaritans.org. Hello and welcome to Shaping Success, a brand new and very exciting podcast from Simply Be, all about women at the top of their game with me, Fleur East. As a singer and broadcaster, I'm inspired by women who push boundaries, women who have carved a different path to society's stereotypes, women who refuse to fit in. And I want to find out who and what shaped their journey to success. So in this podcast series, I'm joined by female icons from all walks of life to talk about their inspirations, heroes, and the moments that changed them. We'll hear from some of the biggest female names and the ones you might know less about as they share their remarkable stories of determination and dedication and reveal the moments and icons that have shaped them along the way. Ultimately, our guests all have one thing in common. They're killing it. So let's meet them. Today, I'm joined by a woman who wears many hats. As a best-selling author and journalist, chart-topping podcast host and fashion designer, Alex Light is one of Britain's leading body confidence advocates. A former eating disorder sufferer, Alex has successfully built a platform that celebrates women's unfiltered bodies with a loyal following to match. Her work is a source of inspiration to men and women struggling with body image issues and her open and honest approach has opened the door for these all important conversations to be had. Welcome to
1: Shaping Success, Alex Light. Hi, oh, that was so nice.
0: Thank you, what an intro. It's just the reality of your life.
1: I would like that as my like alarm clock ringtone, you know, yeah. just to get me up in the morning. I mean, it's great. Like, <laughs> listening back to that, are you just like, sorry, who? Yeah, I'm like, oh my God, tell me more. <laughs> this is great.
0: <laughs> well, that's why we're here, actually, to learn all about how you got to this amazing <sighs> place in your career. Yeah. What has shaped the woman that you are today? Day. So firstly, let's kick off with the moments that have shaped you yeah. and everything you've achieved. Now, one of the biggest moments that probably most people know you for comes in the form of a social media post yeah. that you shared when you were 27. Yeah, And you already had a huge online following because of your beauty and fashion journalism. But this yeah. post changed your life, right?
1: Totally. And looking back now, I'm like, how... Did I share that post? It's just shocking to me now. It's in such contrast. That post was in such contrast to the online life that I was living at the time. I was so focused on fashion and beauty, but in a really filtered and curated way and edited way, you know, Mm. all of my photos were completely retouched to the point where I didn't didn't really resemble the actual photo. Oh wow. Yeah, I I edited everything. I like knit my waist in and shaved down my chin so I didn't have a double chin and I would, you know, slim my thighs and I really went to town on it. And ultimately, I think I think at some point I realized that what I'm doing is so at odds with what I am learning behind the scenes you know I've, I've been through this eating disorder I've been through hell with my body and my mm-hmm. body image most women feel bad about their bodies mm. and all I'm doing is perpetuating that and perpetuating beauty standards and feeding into that and at some point I started to feel like that's not right and out of nowhere I just decided to share this post that was just very honest about my battles with my body and my weight and eating that I'd had, you know, my my whole life. And it just opened this door for me that I, I can't imagine being, you know, being anywhere else now. I really can't. I can't imagine still being stuck back there because it's just opened this whole new world to me that's been so incredibly liberating and for want of a better word, because it's overused, but empowering as mm. well. And it's been really wonderful. So I'm so glad I shared that post. But it was terrifying at the time. It was really terrifying. When you're trying to keep up an image and you're trying to curate your image and have full, mm. perfect control over it and sort of maintain this image of perfection, it's very scary to, what it feels like, let the mask slip and be vulnerable. And <laughs> yeah, but, um, thank God I did. <laughs> well, I can only imagine what you were thinking at that time, but I wanted to
0: actually ask you, take me back yeah. to that, Moment literally before you pressed, like, share. Yeah. What was was going through your mind? Like, what was your biggest fear before you posted
1: that? It's weird because I had so many fears and the 90% of me was like, what are you doing? Don't do this. Just carry on as you have been. But it was like this part of me that I just couldn't quite silence. Mm. And I just felt like I had to do it. I just, that's the only thing. Like, it was just this overriding, like, I just feel like I've got to do it. I was scared because it felt at that time, I think... And now we are much. There's much less stigma around eating disorders and bad, bod, you know, low body image and low self-esteem. But at the time, I mean, there's still. Don't get me wrong. There still is a lot of stigma around mm. those issues. But at the time, it didn't feel like anybody was talking about these things. And I felt like, and it sounds stupid to say it now, but I felt like I was the only person in the world going through what I was going through. I didn't know what the response was going to be when I shared that post, and it was, it, it was. Unbelievable the response that I had instantly. Like it was just overwhelming, overwhelming amount of people, and so many people that I knew as well, which was the most shocking thing to me. It was people that I knew really well, Mm. had known my whole life, and they messaged me and said, I've actually got some of these problems too. And I was like, what? You ah. just It's so sad that we go through this so alone and so scared of saying and, and just feeling so full of shame. I think that's the really sad thing is that we feel so much shame around any eating problems or body image problems. And it's, it's sad really because it... There are so many of us in that boat, Mm. in the same boat. And I think there is power and connection over it, for sure. And you mentioned that, obviously, you helped so many others in posting that.
0: But it's so interesting because you had such an amazing career already, like before that moment. And then as soon as you shared that, you opened up a whole new world. And I mean, you would never have known the impact that you would have had on other people's lives, let alone your own. Yeah. So what I want to know is what are the moments that shaped you that people don't know about? Because we've seen that. You share everything. You're very open online. Yeah. But are there any moments that you've experienced that were maybe negative that have helped shape who you are
1: now? Slightly hesitant to talk about it for Mm. no other reason than I've never really properly gone into it. But I think one of the biggest events in my life was I met a, Guy, when I was at uni, when I was eighteen, and we started going out, and we went out until I was twenty nine. At twenty nine, he told me he was gay. Oh, and so we obviously broke up. I thought it was going in a different direction. I thought we were about, you know, about to get engaged and get married. And that was such a that was a that was a really pivotal moment for me. because it, it turned my life up, upside down. Yeah. <laughs> totally. In an instant. And it, coming out of it, I mean, it was horrendous at the time. Everyone knows all breakups are just absolutely horrendous. But coming out of it, it made—it really made me realize how resilient I was and strong I was. And it's something that I've never felt before. And looking back now, I'm like, of course I am. I, w- I went through this eating disorder that was so hard to recover from. Like, it was so painful, so difficult, so many setbacks. So... I I had been strong and I had been resilient, but I think it was that that made me realise that I I really am. I can I can take stuff and I can deal with it. And so yeah, I, I, that probably wasn't what you were expecting. Sorry. I was no, just, but like, thank you. It's for what being comes so open. It's what yeah. comes to mind. Really. The timeline straight away
0: just popped up in my mind because you said you yeah. were with this partner till you're 29. Yeah. And you posted that life changing post when you yeah. were 27. Yeah. So do you think that? having gone through that and having the courage to post that Mm. then allowed you to be stronger
1: when that relationship ended definitely I I think all of that stuff will have contributed to me being a lot more a lot more sure of myself as well a lot more confident in myself for sure a hundred percent I was really really lacking in confidence before that and I mean, I I didn't get instant confidence from posting Mm. that, you know, that post. That's obviously not how things happened. But it definitely sowed a seed and increased my, uh, just my belief in myself, I guess, and my self-esteem. And I think definitely has made me more capable of dealing with other things. Yeah, for sure. Mm. It's it's good to to look behind the curtain there to see like, you know, what
0: was actually happening in your life at that time. And that post meant, so much more than than people even realise really. Totally. So what about any positive moment in your life that happened in your personal life that helped make you who you are today?
1: I will always go back to therapy Mm. for me for this in so many other ways than just with body issues. You know, when I first got help for my eating disorder, I think I was 25, maybe 26. And I got... A therapy um, and it opened my world up because prior to that I had believed that my only worth in this world my only value was based around how I looked my appearance and specifically how thin I was which sounds mad I know it sounds like super reductive as well but that's just how I felt I was in that space where I believed that unless I was thin that I just wasn't worthy that I wasn't Like desirable or worthy of success or love or anything like that I just felt like that's what I needed thinness Um, and that made my life so small Mm. so small and made my focus so small and I wasn't for that reason obviously I wasn't living like a happy fulfilling life by any means because I had this this goal this arbitrary goal that when I reached it it didn't actually bring me any anything and my therapist opened me up to the idea that there was more to me than how I looked Mm. and what size I was and at first I was like yeah, you're lying, you just want me to get better, like you just want me to re- recover. You know, I was just reluctant initially and I was very um resistant to the idea. And but she she sowed a seed, and the more I began to explore and learn, the more I realized like this is true, I have so much more to offer the world and myself than just what I look like, and it's it's so narrow how I've been living and I'm not I've not worked to really build myself a a life that has much meaning because of this so it just it felt like I I really owe so much to her she just opened up my world that's how it feels Mm. I don't know if that sounds too dramatic but that's just how it feels like it it went I mean you said that looking back now on your attitude
0: back then like when you said you know you were just so obsessed with being thin and mm. like how that's that's mad to you mm. but there'll be so many people like listening yeah. or watching this going yeah oh my gosh that's how I feel right now yeah yeah so it's like I mean so freeing
1: and to be in this position that you are now to look back and go oh my goodness what yeah how was that even in my head and to those people as well that do feel like that like that is so that is so normal literally the conditioning that we've been subject to from the world that we've grown up in is has led us to to that point of thinking that our only worth as women Mm. particularly is lies with how we look and with how thin we are I mean that's the message that we get from all angles it's nobody's fault but the industry's fault I definitely think being immersed in that culture had an impact because it was then that I mean I'd had disordered eating my my all my life until then literally ever since I was I became aware of my body I'd had disordered eating and I'd been on a diet like a constant diet, a thousand diets, but it wasn't until I began working in the fashion industry that I seemed to, like my mental state seemed to turn, enter darker territory and I was then officially diagnosed with an eating disorder. That's when things really began to spiral. So I definitely think there's a correlation for sure but but it's hard looking back and recognizing that because it all just felt so normal mm. like that thinness that that obsession with thinness and the the fear of fatness that just felt normal at the time like i never thought to question that it's only it's only now that i you know question that but at the time i was too immersed in it to realize that this is this is wrong and it's weird and it's not right mm. and people talk about it all the time about the yeah. impact of social media
0: but i mean you mentioned earlier the extent you were going to with the editing yeah. of your photos, I mean, talk to me about just the bubble of social media and how much that
1: affected you because there was a lot of effort going in, into so that. So for years, there have been apps that you can buy mm. that do this for you really easily, and you you know you you pay a couple of quid and then you can. But before those apps even existed, I downloaded Photoshop and learned how to use the Liquify filter, so I could manually. Oh, wow. Shape my body. So, like, industry level. Yeah. What they were doing (laughs) with magazines. Yeah, like, airbrusher level. Yeah. Because I just felt so incredibly insecure in my own skin. And I wasn't confident enough to put a picture of myself as I actually truly was out there. Which is just, it's so... Hard to fathom that, to reconcile mm. that now with how I feel now, but that's that's how it was. I don't think I put out one picture that wasn't edited. It was also super common at that time. I mean, it probably still is. I think I'm mm. in my own bubble now of confidence and, yeah. you know, body image. And it's really a really happy, positive place. But I would go on trips with other journalists or with other influencers and we'd all sit there and edit. It was just the norm. It's just what we did. yeah. Oh my goodness. I know, I know. It's so weird now looking back. It's so strange. Yeah, there's been such a revolution. Like, since. Yeah, the- yeah. I, I think so. I hope so. I'm not sure how widespread it is. Again, because I live in this bubble, I do think it's still, I do think that a lot of photo editing still exists. And I I absolutely think that everyone should take what they consume on social media with a pinch of salt Mm. and realise that there is still a lot of curation and, and editing going on. But I would like to think that we are moving away from that. But there is a quote that I love that's, even the girl in the photo doesn't look like the girl in the photo. I just think it's so true and I think everyone should keep that in mind as they're consuming on social media enjoy it like use social media for fun whatever but don't let it don't let it induce feelings of inadequacy because so much of what you're seeing isn't real and you know you are seeing like a a snippet a snippet of someone's life whereas you're living the day-to-day messy realness of your own Mm. life and it's just not comparable when you posted that That social post when you literally broke yourself
0: free. Yeah. You said you got so many messages from people. What kind of response did you get from people? What were they saying like online outside of your friends that you mentioned?
1: So it was a lot of, oh my God, I'm exactly the same. I didn't know anyone else experienced any of this. And a lot of people that were like, were, yeah, shocked shocked that someone was talking about it openly on the internet and shocked they were shocked that it wasn't just them exactly how I felt literally it was exactly mm. how I felt that it wasn't we were like together in this and it was it sounds so cheesy but it did feel like a community suddenly mm. of these people who understand like they get it And they're happy to have found someone that understands as well. So it was really, it was pretty magical, actually. I remember being on a high for ages after that. You know, it didn't solve my problems. That's Mm. the thing. You know, I still had a lot, a lot of work to do. But it definitely gave me the boost that I needed but i mean yeah. how amazing
0: that you were that person and you are still that person that inspires so many others to to break free to feel like yeah. there's others out there that are going through the same struggles as them who yeah. who was the person in in your life like in your personal life that that helped shape you
1: i can't pick one person mm, because yeah. <laughs> it's all they're all women but i've got four sisters uh, and yeah. my mom and i couldn't pinpoint one of them but all of them have been and they were such a huge and continue to be such a huge support to me in what way what was what was
0: life like like growing up with with them chaos (laughs) I've got
1: four little sisters and it was absolute chaos and I just felt hard done by my whole life (laughs) I should have been an only child like where's all my attention I feel like a proper victim (laughs) um no do, do you know what we were really lucky because I know that with a lot of children it can become a competitive environment but it wasn't like that for us even though we you know a few of us have had our own separate body image issues and eating issues they never they they never crossed over they never overlapped and there was no like competitiveness or anything like that so that was really lucky and as we've all grown up it's just a huge a huge support it also means that there are a lot of arguments that I need to, you know, sort out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like what now? Who's done what now? Um, but yeah, just just a lot of a lot of support. I'm very grateful for the women in my life for sure.
0: Who who was the person that was outside of your
1: your inner circle, outside of your family that that helped shape you along the way? Do you know what actually? And I haven't talked about her yet, but so Iskra Lawrence, the um Plus size models who really kind of went viral on Instagram. I remember discovering her, and I mean, I say plus size, I mean, she's barely above straight size, you know? Yeah. However, at the time when I was, when we were all so just programmed to see only very thin women in media, in advertising on Instagram. Seeing her display her body in a positive context, not in a negative context of like, this is her before picture, she's going to lose weight and she'll come back as an after picture, you know, where she's lost all the weight. It was like, no, there's this woman who doesn't quite fit the societal standard of beauty and she's embracing that. And she looks confident and she looks so good. Mm. And I remember thinking, like, she looks so good. But I can tell that she's not thin. And I think only thinness looks good. So why do I think she looks good? Mm. And that was really interesting for me and then like moving on from that following people on social media starting to find people and following people on social media who were all different shapes and sizes and some people that looked like me and some that didn't it really began to desensitize me because I I won't lie at first it's you know, seeing plus-size people looking and feeling so good in their own bodies it was shocking mm. it felt like a shock just because it's something that we'd never ever seen before but I was quickly desensitized to that and then I was I felt like I was opening up to the beauty of those people and opening up to beauty that lie, that lay outside of of the standard you know and that was really cool because I think that ultimately allowed me to see the beauty in myself as well. I remember seeing a girl on on Instagram who had a body shape and size super similar to mine. My first thought when I saw her was oh wow she looks great and then my second thought was well We're a really similar shape and size. And if I can look at her and think that she looks great, why do I look at myself and think, oh, it's horrible, it's gross, it needs fixing, you need to fix this, fix that. And that was a really powerful moment for me because it made me realise that this is a problem with my mind it's not a problem with my body there's nothing wrong with my body my body's fine it's just it's my perception of my body and that's what needs fixing not my body Mm. and
0: what's really cool is that because you've been on the other side of it so like seeing that example and knowing that it challenged your perception that must now feed everything that you share online. Yes. Because you're so informed. You're like, actually, I never saw this. So I'm going to post about this. Or how does that impact the way that you post and what you share?
1: Because you've had that experience. It makes me like, I'm so (laughs) eager to get all of this out and and, like talk (laughs) to people face to face and be like, look, like I promise you, this is really powerful. If you realize it, it's really powerful. But I also, um, you know, I'm a a very impatient person. But I have to remember as well that this took me a really long time, you know. It took me a long time and a lot of prompts and a lot of you know, a lot of those pivotal moments. Um, but I, I'm just, I just really am genuinely desperate for this preoccupation with weight because I just see the impact that it has mm. on, you know, the women in my life and the women that message me every day on Instagram, it has this huge impact on their lives. And it's really, for a lot of people, it stops them from living yeah. their life because they feel like they can't truly live how they want to live until they look a certain way, until they've lost this amount of weight, or they fit this size of jeans, or they look like they're after picture and they've got that glow up, you know, and they don't actually allow themselves to live properly how they want to live. And that is exactly how I did you know, I totally get it. But I just think like, that's, it's sad. And it also makes me a bit angry as well, because this is all coming from an industry, from the diet industry, that is just profiting, profiting extremely well, Mm. off of our insecurities. So how did you even get into the world of fashion and beauty journalism? How did that happen? It was pretty random actually i did french at university and i moved to paris mm. and i just kind of very very luckily fell into a job at hugo boss there oh what i know casual happens as you do <laughs> i know and then i moved to diesel there in paris afterwards and i oh, i'd always wanted to be a writer and while I was there at at diesel, I had like I had a lot of free time when I was I was working on reception. And so I sent my CV to loads of different magazines in the UK. Yeah. And I got an internship at Cosmo. Yeah, I think like a couple of weeks turned into a few months there. And then I applied for a job at Hello Magazine in Madrid, as you do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this so story is
1: it's random it's random no amazing yeah <laughs> um so then i i moved to madrid and started with hello and i was there for then ten ten 10 years i was there for a really long time yeah until the point where you know it felt like it wasn't sitting right with me anymore mm. i find it so interesting
0: now hearing the way that you got into your career that you were in the fashion world. Yeah, yeah. You were literally surrounded by all this imagery. Yeah. But all of the things that triggered so much in your mind. So it's like, it me. actually yeah. it actually now took even more, looking back now and listening to you, Yeah. even more for you to post that post. Yeah. That changed everything because yeah. you weren't only going against the thoughts that were in your mind. Yeah. You were going against like an industry that you'd worked in for so long. Yeah. Going against your
1: foundation, like, Everything I knew, actually. Huge, huge. Yeah. And and as well, you know, I don't know how old you are, not putting you on the spot, but like I was 35. born in same. Was yeah. born in the eighties, grew up in the nineties, and as you know, we had all of that. The Olsen twins yes. and Paris Hilton and Nicole yeah. Ritchie and Lindsay Lohan and and the toxic tabloids of that era as well that were really hugely focused on women's weight. And if a woman was to put on a little bit of weight, they'd have the you know, the hoop of horror, oh, the circle of shame, circle yeah, of yeah, shame, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, like yeah. the the red ring around mm-hmm. them. You know, or they call them like a beach whale or something, yeah, and it just gosh. all felt. And I and I can't believe looking back now that I never challenged that stuff, but I didn't, and it just felt normal. So yeah, it was it was definitely going against a lot of what I knew and had learned. Yeah,
0: I'm I'm so grateful that you were just so honest and opened up because it's important to understand like where these things kind of, where everything comes from, because you know, you are your beginnings, right? And you you can't understand where you're going until you understand where you came from. And and you've come from the world of fashion. So I wanted to ask you, how important is it to wear the right outfit that shapes your, your mentality?
1: Have you seen that meme that says, I'm nicer when I like my outfit?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> that
1: is like me to a T. <laughs> but for me, it's mostly about comfort. If I'm not comfortable, mm. I'm not happy. But I've had a real, I feel like I've really, and I, I think it's still ongoing that I'm struggle, I struggle with fashion. Because for my entire life, I dressed, I dressed to make myself thinner. I dressed to make myself look thinner. Oh. I didn't dress in what I thought I liked or what I thought helped me express myself. I just dressed in what was going to be flattering. And I think it's taken me a long time to... And I'm still unlearning in that. And I'm still trying to figure out, like, what is the fashion that I love and I love to wear? Because I, th- I used to think for the longest time, like, I only like big, oversized, baggy things. Yeah. And actually I think a lot of it was down to me just trying to hide my figure and hide my body that made me feel more comfortable with my body not being on display so I think I'm I'm still in the process of like transitioning to that and like exploring things that I haven't before exploring you know exploring wearing things that I haven't before and that that is cool that's really exciting mm. um, but for the longest time, I was like I, I only like like winter fashion I like coats and boots and you know big mm. chunky things things that you could hide things hide. that you could hide and now I'm like it's because I could Hide. Yeah, I didn't like summer fashion because it meant more skin on display, Mm. more of my body on display, skimpier clothing. So I think, and I think this will resonate with a lot of people who are listening who feel that way. Um, And I follow, you know, a, a lot of plus size creators who talk about this as well uh Lauren lauren smith who i mm. think has mm-hmm. yeah um who i think has worked with simply be but she um you know she talks about how she used to hide her body in what she thought was flattering and now she wears like these super cute dresses she always looks amazing mm. you know these gorgeous summer dresses and i just think it's so great that we're just stepping out of that what we think is like our comfort zone yeah. but actually is just a bit of a cage Kind of trapping us a little bit mm-hmm. and we're just feeling stifled and we're not being able to express you know we're not able to use fashion as an expression it's just more of a of a mask so through this like process of exploration
0: yeah. like, with fashion what do you find is like your go-to style what's the thing you'd you'd go for when you're shopping that you think yeah that would make me feel feel confident because you must have found those
1: things that you're like yeah like, I,
0: like like, mm-hmm. I like a dress
1: i like a dress I'm really lazy, a very lazy, very lazy person, very lazy individual. I like a dress because I just put one thing on. Yeah, I don't have to think about a look creating a look. I put one thing on, and then I love footwear. like I'm obsessed with footwear. like I love yes. boots, I love trainers. Um so I tend to like a dress and some kind of fanciest ish footwear. A dress for me, but that is because I'm. It is because I'm lazy. I just find it easier to throw on a dress. <laughs> so you're exploring, looking to the world of fashion,
0: yes. like you said, you're trying to find your style. What makes you feel comfortable? Mm. What do you think a lot of fashion brands are missing? Then, what do you think they need to do to be more inclusive?
1: I think there's so much diversity and representation missing. It's it's sometimes it stuns me. I went on. I won't say the name of the brand, but I went on a website the other day and I. I scrolled through so many pages of items and they were all modeled on one body type. Mm. And it was the same body type that we've only ever seen, you know, very thin, very thin. And I just don't think we're in that place anymore. As a consumer, we don't want that anymore. We want to see items on people that have similar body sizes to us. And I know that that can be difficult logistically for brands. But I just think this absolute lack of diversity is really harmful to consumers. And it just it continues to perpetuate these body standards and con- continues to perpetuate the thin ideal. Mm. Um, so I would love to see, you know, when you're going on a website and you're looking for clothes to see clothes on on all types of body sizes you know and we don't have to i think a lot of people have this misconception of oh you don't like skinny people you don't want skinny people mm, to yeah you know to, to be seen and that's not the that's not the case at all i think all body types yes. should be seen. And that's what's missing is we're only seeing one. The consumer has moved on and I wish the industry would catch up and just and just em- embrace different body types, really, because it would just make everyone feel better, mm. you know? It would make people, the people who work for those brands feel better as well, feel better and just more comfortable in their own skin. Everyone would be. And it's to stop the cycle because... If yeah. years ago, when you were working in
0: the industry, you saw right a normal body, right? I mean, you know, I don't you think have,
1: your mentality would have been completely different. Completely different. I don't think I ever saw a body that was above a size eight. Really, mm. I just it just wasn't normal. Which, when you consider that the average. UK size, uh, female size is a sixteen. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like something's not adding up. You no. know, it's it's something's not quite making the sense. The maths not working out. No, 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 they're really not. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. <laughs> so, so I have
0: gained a lot of understanding about your backstory, about what has shaped you as a person. You've had so much courage to be able to dig that deep inside yourself, to be so courageous to speak out considering your background and your foundation and everything that you came from. If there's anybody listening now that is in that place, that dark place that you were in, Mm. what what would you say to them to help them
1: find their voice? What would I say? I would say that number one, it's cheesy, but you're not alone. A lot of people feel like this and it's not your fault that you feel like this either. It's very normal, it's very common, and it's absolutely not your fault. I think that's really important. Secondly I would say that self-compassion is one of the most important things you can practice to help you get into a better place and it really it took me a long long time to to even attempt to cultivate some self-compassion because I was just so filled with self-loathing that I found that extremely difficult but it was when I started to be kind to myself and just give myself a break, Mm. that things really did start to turn around. And I think that's what's missing for a lot of us is this self-compassion. We're taught to be compassionate to other people, but we're not taught it, particularly women, we're not taught it for ourselves. And, you know, it's the classic, if you catch how you're talking to yourself, and apply that to someone else. Apply that to someone. Would, would I say that to someone that I love? Mm. Would I say it to my mum, my mum or my sister, or my friend? And you'll it, it'll it'll feel shocking to you. Like, of course I wouldn't. Why would I say that to yeah. them? It's cruel. It's mean. It's bullying. And yet we're so it rolls off the tongue when we're saying it to ourselves. And I think it's so important to catch that and reframe and really and really um, tackle that inner critic.
0: I think this this chat with you today is going to shape a lot of other people's futures oh, that you've been you. a real inspiration oh, Thank you. showing a lot of bravery continue to do the work you do because we need we need to see more people like you online so for anyone who's scrolling right now who's going <laughs> to scroll after this remember the girl in the photo doesn't even look like yes. the girl in the photo yes it's exactly. not real it's yeah. not real yeah. just go and follow you <laughs> watch your watch your Instagram social so people know we it's can follow your page
1: Alex Light underscore ldn yeah follow follow right now if you haven't already thank you so so much thank you this has been such a wonderful chat i've really really loved it thank you thank you you're great (laughs) thanks
0: for listening to shaping success a simply be podcast if you like what you've heard please give us a follow and a rating on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever else you listen to your podcasts shaping success is a folding pocket production